Hi, friends, and welcome to a special summer episode of The Afterword, a podcast where we meet up to have a deeper conversation about the truths we find in God's Word. I'm your host, Donna Gaines, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Gene Stockdale and Dana Street. Believe it or not, we are just a few weeks out from starting our Bellevue Women Fall Bible Study, and we can hardly wait to begin studying the beginning, his story in Genesis 1 through 11. In these opening chapters of Genesis, we'll explore the creation of the world, the fall of mankind, the promise of redemption, and the beginning of salvation history. And we'll discover, too, how God has written each of us into His story. You're listening to The Afterword. Well, Jean and Dana, how fun has it been to be back together again yeah. after the summer? Oh, oh, man, I have missed y'all so much. And for those of you that are listening, we just had the opportunity to kind of talk through Genesis study together before coming in for the podcast and having lunch together and all the things that we women love to do. So we got caught up on each other's lives, and we want to catch you up on some of the things we did this summer. So, Jean, let's start with you. Well, we've had a very exciting summer, although I have missed women's ministry. As you know, I love women's ministry. I love what happens when women get together with women, studying and sharing the Word of God. And so I have missed you guys so, so very much. It's so good to be back together. And I'm so anticipating getting back to studying with our ladies here coming up very soon. But we've had an exciting summer. Craig and I got to go over to Uganda. We were planning a trip over there. for We were to be gone for three and a half weeks. We had set up five conferences conferences to do over there with pastors in various areas, teaching church leaders and pastors, and had a wonderful, wonderful start to our trip. After about a week and a half there, however, there was a great spike in the COVID situation, and so the president of the country very wisely closed the country, and Craig mm-hmm. and I had to very quickly get on a plane and head back home. Right. So, and for those who follow you on social media, they were tracking with you. Yes. We were praying, oh, and wow. yes, so sorry that your trip was cut short, oh. but no, at the same time, God moved some mountains to get you out of the country he on time. He did, he did. <laughs> we had very short window to yeah. get out, and we were actually way north in Uganda, had to travel across the country to get down to south where we could get on a plane, but mm. we were able to get on the very last international flight that left the country before the lockdown. The Lord was just very gracious and very kind to us, but it was a very much of a heartbreak to have our plans that we believe the Lord had for us to have them interrupted. Anyways, we believe the Lord will in his timing let us go back Mm -hmm. and complete the work there. But it was a precious, precious time. Mm -hmm. And then we just came home about a week and a half ago. What a contrast from third world Uganda to the The, West Coast. Yes, yes. The affluence of yet a very hardened Western culture that you guys ministered to with some of our church planters. Yes, out in Vancouver, Washington. And we had an awesome week out there. Mm -hmm. Bellevue was out there with the team uh, building a playground and a church there at River City Church. And that was so exciting to watch that go up. And the whole community was excited about what the Lord is doing out there Mm -hmm. through that. And I know that playground will be used of the Lord to draw many young couples into that community there and to come to know the Lord and hear the things about the Lord. So that was really precious. And we had an opportunity to visit with church planners, Ryan Mm -hmm. and Clarissa Sidham, and got to spend time with her. And I encouraged her in the Lord and had some sweet times of fellowship, got to have a women's event out there. And so it was all together a very, very precious time. Really, And for those of you who may not know, it's the offering the children brought to our Camp Outrageous that actually provided this playground for River City Church in Vancouver, Washington. And Ryan and Clarissa are church planters out of our own church. And so I'm so delighted that you were able to be out there. And I know, Mm -hmm. Jean, you really came face to face with the difficulty church planters have 
in the culture that exists, especially out West, just how hardened the people are, how much Wiccanism and spiritism, how prevalent that is. Yeah, it's a very, very hard place to reach for the gospel, very gospel hard, not just apathetic and disinterested, but hardened against the Mm. things of the Lord. And so they're doing a great work, very slow work and Mm. very, very hard work. And yet the Lord is crossing their paths as they're reaching into the community with those who are, as they call, curious about the gospel. And this playground, as you said, this single-story church building, the playground can be seen completely all around the church. And that the drive through the parking lot is kind of a thoroughfare back into a residential area. So it will be a draw for these families in the community. And we're excited about the Lord using that to help them reach some of these young families. Yes. While we were the out there, Craig and I were out there with Ryan and Clarissa's children and on the playground, and several families mm-hmm. stopped by, and we were able to invite them to the church and give oh, them awesome. a business card and right. tell them a little bit about the ministry of the church and encourage them to come. The playground's open to everyone. It is fenced in, so moms can trust their little ones are a corral. Right. And I believe the Lord will use it, I really do, to uh, draw people into Himself. But it's a challenging uh, mission field out right. there. It really is. So we were excited to get to see the work that God is doing. He is on the move. He he is mighty to save to the uttermost Mm. places here in the Mm. United States. And as we were in Mm. Africa to see Mm -hmm. the incredible amount of spiritual interest in the things of the Lord that God is doing. So it's been an exciting summer. Well, you've had firsthand experience of seeing the gospel light Mm. penetrate darkness literally around the globe. Yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely. That is awesome. Well, Dana, how about you? Catch us up on your summer. Well, I've spent most of my summer writing and editing. (laughs) I know you have. (laughs) And thank you for that. That's a real happy place for me. So editing the Bible study for fall, sending it off to be printed. We're starting to get those back in, and it's so exciting to see the finished product. It is beautiful. But even more than that, to see God's Word. And I'm just so excited just reading back through the study again. I don't know how many times I've read it now, but reading back through it again and just with eyes of faith, believing what God is going to do Mm. as we all walk through this study during the fall. I am so excited. And then we're writing for the spring, but we're not going to tell you what we're writing yet. That's a secret. It is a secret. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, you and Bill were able to get away a little bit this summer. What did you guys do? We went to Amelia Island and just had a great time. It's a beautiful island. We went, we hiked and spent some time on the beach, unplugged, read. And red and red, which is just a happy place. So, <laughs> anyway, awesome. it was it was a great eight days. Oh, yes, I'm so glad. I'm so and glad. what about you? <laughs> you you got the big story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we had the Southern Baptist Convention, of course, in June, oh. and then in July, Steve and I were able to go away on vacation. In a couple of weeks, we were out west. And I am in an electric scooter today around the church because I had a little mishap while I was out there. I was hiking with my sister up a mountain, and we went to this gorgeous view, and we're coming back down, and she has a couple of dogs, and her boxer decided to defend us against a non-assuming large white dog. I was coming up the path with the couple that were with the dog. And so, you know, your immediate instinct is to just step in and try. I tried to grab mm-hmm. Bailey by the collar. And when I did, I was leaning over the big white dog and it whipped around and just knocked me off the trail. And I landed on a slant on my right foot and have a spiral fracture in my fibula. 
uh, had surgery last Thursday, outpatient surgery, but I am wonderful now. I have a knee scooter at home, have the electric scooter at church. I'm good to go. Even though I'm non-weight-bearing <laughs> for six weeks, it has slowed me down a little bit. <laughs> and you don't do slow really well. No, Let's just no. <laughs> And I don't sit very well, so, unless I'm reading or writing, studying. Yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm up doing things. And probably the most exciting thing that happened is... Our number 16 grandbaby came into the world. Little Ann Michael was born. And because of COVID, we weren't able to be there, but I did get to FaceTime. So I've already gotten to see her via and FaceTime. And we got to see her yes. too. She's, She's got the chubbiest little cheeks. Oh, sweet little rolls and just oh. precious, the gift of life. You know, you go back to Genesis and realize mm. how precious we are in the sight of God. Mm. That everything else he spoke into existence. But when he got to Adam, he fashioned him. And then he mm. breathed, breathed into yes. him mm. the breath of life, mm. and he became a living soul. Mm. And to know that the moment Anne Michael was conceived, mm. she became a living, eternal mm. soul mm. with eternal impact. Mm. And so as we have prayed over that precious little one, it so ties in with the beauty of our God and Father mm. and Creator and how I just marvel at his handiwork. Mm. Mm. And oh. it's the beginning of her story. Absolutely. Mm. Yes, that it is. It is just going to be amazing to see <laughs> what God does in her life. It is. And that's one of the things Steve prayed over her when Bethany called and they were at the hospital is that she would be a mighty woman of God and a soul mm. winner, that she would give her heart to the Lord at an early age mm. and she would walk with him all the days of her mm. life. And as he just prayed spiritual blessings mm. over mm. her, my heart was just so full and so grateful for the rich heritage God has given us through the gospel, mm. that he's given us his word, that he's given us Jesus, that he has claimed us as his own mm. and written us into his story. Yes. And Dana, I love how beautifully you are weaving the story theme through our study of Genesis this fall. And as we get together, we are going to be so excited to understand not only have a deeper and better understanding of God's story, right. which begins as we know it in Genesis, mm -hmm. as he reveals mm -hmm. creation and the creation of mankind, the beginning of the redemption story that we're all a part of, but to know that our individual stories matter, mm. that they do have eternal significance. And I just love that. I love the story themes. Do you have a favorite? I think as we were talking, you said you had a favorite story theme. Probably the one that I like the most is the fact that our story is a weapon mm. that has power to defeat the enemy. And we have a story to tell. Yes. And it is that word from Revelation 12, 11 that says, And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, mm. because of their story, with their story. And as we were talking about that, Donna, you brought to us that the ark of the testimony is covered with the blood. the blood of And Jesus. we see those are the two things, plus the fact that we don't love our life unto death. In other words, yes. we're like Paul. We've already died. Yes. <laughs> I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, Christ lives through me. So it is literally through the blood of the Lamb applied and the word of our testimony and the fact that we consider ourselves dead, dead to ourselves and alive to Jesus Christ. That's how we overcome the enemy. And our story, mm. our testimony has the power to do that. Yes, the power mm -hmm. of just what God is doing in our lives is amazing when we think about, but we've got to open our mouths and we've got to share. That's right. And so many times we think it's a significant portion of the story and yet God is using it for something. <laughs> we think it's insignificant. God is saying, no, this is a very significant part of your story. This may be a turn in our story that we weren't anticipating right. and God is using it to prepare us for even greater work in his kingdom. And we're unaware, but that's where we have to trust that his 
pen is sovereign. And I loved that one when you shared with us that we can not only trust him to write our story, but that God's pen is sovereign. He literally is the author. And he makes no mistakes. Right. His pen has not run out of ink. He is still Still writing writing and we're not to Mm. the final chapter. That's That's right. That's right. And that failure is not final. The one that spoke to me was God wants to repurpose for his glory the pages you would like to remove from your story. Mm -hmm. I love that because all of us, no matter what our testimony is, (laughs) all of us have moments, days, months, sometimes years that we wish were not part of our story. And the enemy would like to consume us pondering, reflecting, rehearsing, reliving, and believing we're defined by our past when in reality we're defined by Christ. And he is still at work pinning this glorious story and inserting our story into his story. As a new believer, I remember feeling, like you said, insignificant and believing that God could never use me or that he had no purpose for me and feeling so unworthy. And, And even as I was learning the truth and the reality of the scripture, trying to build the bridge from those profound truths and making them practical in my life were so challenging because I had such a low self-image. And yet, as I began to study the scripture, especially in Ephesians chapter one, began to see who I was in Christ and that he had accepted me, not just made me acceptable, not just patched me up, not left me to do the best I could, but literally had accepted me, who I was, and was recreating me in him, that I did begin to see there was value in my story. And what the enemy had wanted to shame me with began to be the platform for the testimony of while I was deep in a miry pit of clay, the Lord redeemed me. He drew me out of that miry pit of clay and he set my feet upon the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, and to understand that our actions don't define us, Mm -hmm. that Jesus does. Being in Christ is what defines us and it's also what gives us our worth. Mm. And our only worth is because we're in Christ Jesus. And I think about the young mamas out there that are tired right now Mm. and school starting and you're busy and it's, you know, I'm sure you've been busy this summer. And Steve and I were laughing because with Bethany going to the hospital and giving birth to little Ann Michael, we started reflecting on our own children and yes. when they were born. And we started laughing. And Allie, when she was two and a half, told a worker at her house one day talking about me, he said, well, she's a good mom. She's a good mom. <laughs> he goes, she's a good mom. And it made me remember a story with Allie when she was two and a half. And one of my staff wives, Pam Green, had been taking her children somewhere in a vehicle and she had stopped at a drive through and she was mm-hmm. leaning back, passing out whatever it was she mm-hmm. had gotten to the kids and rear-ended someone. Oh! Now realize this is before cell phones. Uh-huh. And so she's taken to the police office and she's using a phone at the police station and she could not get her husband at the church. So she called me as a friend. Well, at this point, our home in Gardendale had a full basement and the washer and dryer were in the basement. So I had gone downstairs to put a load over from the wash into the dryer, and I was coming back upstairs, and Allie, at two and a half, closed the door and pushed the lock. So I'm locked out of the house while my two-and-a-half-year-old is free to do whatever, Mm. and the home phone rang, and I hear these little feet padding over there, hello, and she comes back, and I'm going, Allie, open the door, Allie, turn the knob, and she's going, I can't, and I'm sure the police officer is asking, where's your mother, you know, and (laughs) and I'm thinking, who is she talking to on the phone, and so I go downstairs, I'm rummaging in the garage, I find a nail, I come up, I finally pick the lock, 
And I get it and I answer the phone. It's the police officer at the police station. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what does she think about us as mothers? Well, can I just tell you? That one incident did not define my worth. It becomes a great story, and it's something you can laugh about mm-hmm. now because Allie has always been my mischievous one, and she's my quiet little introvert. <laughs> you know? And you can feel like such a failure, but mm. God gives you these little packages, and they come with all mm. the things in the package. You yes. know, they're little personalities and temperaments, and we have to learn them. And it is only the Lord who grants us grace and wisdom in doing that. So whatever mama out there is listening and the enemy's whispering uh-huh. in your ear and telling you you're a failure, that you don't measure up as a mom, just know that's mm-hmm. not true. Commit those children to the Lord. Commit yourself to Him afresh and anew. Pray over them every single day and let God grant you wisdom and show you how they need to be trained according to their bent, mm-hmm. how God has created mm-hmm. them. You know what? That goes back to our story. Exactly. <laughs> That God creates each one of us with a purpose and a plan, and His story is written into and over our stories so that our stories have significance, Mm, mm. eternal significance. If we could ever grasp that, we would never listen to the voice of the liar again. And Satan likes secrets. He likes us to keep things to ourselves. He likes secrets because he knows that there's healing Mm -hmm. that can come when we bring all of that before the Lord and allow him to take all those broken pieces and do something incredible with it. That's right. As my wonderful mentor, Sylvia Gunter, always said, the only power the enemy has over a Christian is the power of secrets. Mm -hmm. It's the things we keep in the dark. Because what does James 5 say? Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And you're exactly right, Jean. It's when that thing that's been in the dark is brought out into the light with a trusted believer in Christ. And we confess that sin and we're prayed over that that sin no longer has a hold Mm -hmm. on us. But as long as we keep it in the dark, the enemy torments us. Yes, yes. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we lose the power to engage in God's story that he's working in our life. We forfeit. Which is uh, the enemy's intent. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He's out to steal. Uh, Yes. Heal and destroy. Yes. But he will steal our story if he can Mm -hmm. and try to completely rewrite it to his ending, not the ending that God would have it to. And we've got to persevere. We have to engage in warfare. We have to to pray that the enemy is defeated in our lives. But there is such freedom that comes with sharing our story. And we have no idea who it is that needs to hear, who will be sitting on the other side of hearing what God is doing in our life that just needed to hear that word today. That's so true, Dana. And, you know, you think about that coming out of COVID, and we're not even really out because, obviously, this Delta variant spiking again, and we don't even know what we're up against this fall. But we look at all the uncertainty and the separation that we've experienced because of a global pandemic, and people are hurting. God created us in His image as relational beings, and we do better in relationship and in community. So we're so excited. Yes, that not we are. only are we back on Tuesday mornings, but also Wednesday nights. Oh. We are so happy to be back on Wednesday <laughs> nights. Yes. And what um, are we adding on Tuesday morning, Dana? On Tuesday mornings, we're adding coffee, drum roll. Yes. <laughs> I think we so missed our cup of coffee on Tuesday morning that wakes us up on exactly. our way to Bible study. And we're going to have lunch again on Tuesday. Wonderful. And then Wednesday for you moms and women who are coming from work, we will have dinner beforehand. Mm-hmm. We'll have back to Wednesday night suppers. Wonderful. And everything is on as normal for Wednesday night. So we are excited yes. Yes. to just be back together. 
And Dana and the team have planned an incredible kickoff. It's really going to be set up much like our night of worship that right. we have for the women, the women's night of worship that we had sometime a couple of years last ago. Fall. That was. Was, now, believe it or not, it was just last was September. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Seems like a really long time ago now. But that was such a meaningful opportunity for us to gather together as women and worship the Lord, be encouraged in His Word, to pray together. And just looking at all that the team has planned, my heart is about to explode. I'm oh. so excited about what you guys have planned, not only in worship, but getting a brief overview of Genesis, but then hearing some powerful testimonies from our own women as we get to be encouraged by their stories and how God has moved and worked and redeemed in the yes. midst of their stories. Yes. And I think that's, that's the key word, redeemed. Mm -hmm. That is the story. That is the song. You know, I was reading through Job, just a passage in Job recently, and I came to that part that he said in the middle of everything he was going through, but I know my Redeemer lives. And to know that our Redeemer is alive and is redeeming every part of our story for his glory and for his kingdom. And for our good. And our good. To conform right. us into Christ's likeness. So those things that are painful are usually the chipping away of the exactly. flesh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that actually, looking back, we are very grateful for mm -hmm. because it's in the midst of those sometimes difficult times that we hear the Father's voice more clearly. Yes. And we're able to see, ah, that's what he was chipping mm -hmm. away on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a voice of love. And it's a voice that says, she's mine. Mm -hmm. You're mine. That's beautiful. Well, ladies, thank you. I am so excited about this fall. I'm delighted to be in Genesis because I do believe if you have that foundation down, all the rest of the Bible makes sense. I agree. I and agree. so my challenge to us as women is to not only know God's story, mm -hmm. but to tell God's story. And we'll start back on the kickoff on September the 8th. And then Tuesday mornings, we'll begin meeting September the 14th, Wednesday night, September the 15th. And then we'll also have a Sunday class that meets on September the 19th. Yes, during the 11 o'clock. Yes. Life group hour. Wonderful. And then uh, there are online options as well that you can look at at bellevue.org slash women. Wonderful. Jane, would I you close wait. us in prayer oh, and pray would, over our semester for us? I would love to do that. Thank and you. honestly, I cannot wait. And precious <laughs> ladies that are listening to us, we are so excited and so grateful for what we believe God wants to do through the study of Genesis. Let's pray together. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we are excited. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for this study. Lord, we just surrender it and lay it out before you and ask your blessings upon it. Father, would you breathe your life into yes. this Bible study on Genesis chapter 1 through 11? Would you give it life, Father? By your Spirit, would you anoint the words as our precious women enter into the study? Would you anoint the teaching as Donna and I share the co-teaching? Would you anoint Dana and her staff, the music ministry, all that will have a part in bringing together um, this Bible study. Father, would you bless in our online community, Lord Jesus, that through the online we'll be able to speak truth that will resonate soul to soul, even through screens. Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for the way that you've enlarged the reach of this ministry through technology. And we pray your blessings upon all of those details that everything would be done orderly and decently. Father, draw women unto yourself. Father, we are in a time with great anxiety, despair, and depression is running rampant. And I'm asking that you would call out women unto yourself. Bring them into the study of your word that we might encourage 
encourage one another, inspire, exhort, build each other up in the faith. May we help one another to be strong and courageous in the Lord. Would you use this study in Genesis, Father, the very basis for all the gospel story? Would you use it, Father, to affirm and confirm the precious women that will come? Lord, help each one of us to see how our story is being divinely written into God's story by His sovereign hand. Father, we pray your blessings upon Donna and healing for her ankle. We thank you for this new life that you brought, Bethany and David. I pray that you would continue to bless them. Father, I pray for Dana and her staff as they get ready for us coming. But Lord Jesus, I pray for Tuesday, I pray for Wednesday nights, and I pray for Sunday mornings that you would do something fresh and new in our lives through this study. Lord, we love you so much, and we're anxious to be more and more conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. The Afterward Podcast is a production of Bellevue Women and Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. For more Bible studies and other resources, visit bellevue.org women.